We live. We live, baby. We lit. What it do, Let's baby? Hey, yo. Episode six. <laughs> yes. What is up? What it do? How y'all doing? Man, I really feel like we're starting. We're getting in the groove of this. This is this is nice. I like I like how this is working. We're we're getting better and better every episode. I feel like. Yeah, I definitely do. Man, so. Let, before we even talk about like what our topic is, just tell me what did you want to be grown up? <clears throat> so I feel like I went through a couple phases. Like at one point, I wanted to be a teacher, mm-hmm. but half of my family are teachers, so that makes sense. Um, Oh, I oh, and then growing up, cause you know they used to have the little Barbie cashiers. I wanted to be a cashier for a little while, <laughs> just because. <laughs> uh, so yeah, either a teacher or a cashier. Oh man, a girl can dream. Okay, a cashier. <laughs> I mean, honestly though, like being cashier, like that's like one. If you're at a cashier at a place that you love, you getting discounts. Yeah. Like I would love to work at Nike to this day. Yeah. That would just be... so I can get that employee discount. I would love that. Hundred percent. Let me get so let me get that Lululemon discount. Please. Man. Please. Please. I need it. I think like growing up, like I think I wanted to be a lawyer. Um a lawyer or a doctor. A dentist, a lawyer, or a dentist. Okay, that's what I want to be. Cause I, I, I mean, I still love the dentist, but I love the dentist as a kid. <laughs> so I was like, and my dentist was so cool. I'm like, I want to be a dentist. But See, then I was like, ugh, I ain't got time to be playing in people's mouth with their saliva and stuff. Like that's nasty. Yeah, I didn't like the dentist growing up as a kid, but I like going now. I'm like, yay, clean my teeth. Man, that's the best thing like you just lay there like basically in their lap but not in their lap but the chair just be so low yeah. and just like please clean my teeth floss my teeth that's a good time when they floss it it just it hits different man it's amazing it's an experience it is <laughs> it really is i know man but if you can't tell today we talking all about work, the workplace, and code switching. And we'll kind of get into a little bit of what that is and what that means to us. But I thought we'd just warm us, warm us up a little. Here are, here are child, childhood dreams. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, I was a cashier at a certain point. 
there you go <laughs> high school like high school or college so you know i fulfilled my childhood dream yeah <laughs> yeah i did that a little bit in college i worked at what was the name of that store wet seal maybe stop i miss wet seal oh a good time i liked it but now like looking back like some of the stuff i bought i'm like oof, the fashion they're Ooh. coming back is it they yes. had like i like their bait like their you know like basic tees and tanks yeah. and stuff like they yeah. always would have that wall and that's like that stuff would be like what maybe five dollars yeah for just like you know like the basic basic colors basic t-shirts v-necks and stuff i'm like yeah i need that i need more of that so <laughs> now that you fulfilled your cashier dreams <laughs> what, uh, apparently what, i'm a simple person <laughs> what what's what's your dream job anything i think, don't matter what i think now you know that I've started to you know dive into the fitness realm like I didn't realize how like passionate I am about you know health nutrition things of that Mm -hmm. nature so like dream job would be to open my own studio and like do it the fuck all because my um body combat instructor which body combat is just kickboxing cardio kickboxing guys um she told me yesterday that I need to start training for to so I can start teaching she's like you have high energy, you know the moves, you have rhythm, like, I don't see why you wouldn't do it, and I was like, you know, sis, we're already doing yoga teacher training, but, you know, when I get done, (laughs) right, we'll take it one step at a time, but it is What do you need for that? Like, is it, like, a group fitness instructor? So, you get, like, you get, like, a certification through, um, it's like Le, Le Mills, Le Mills. It's like mm. a like a bigger fitness brand or whatever. Um, but I think the training is like three days. You learn so much. And then like you pretty much like audition, I think. And mm. then you just, you know, from there you get certified or not. So it's not like intensive like yoga mm-hmm. is. But they don't have trainings that often is the mm-hmm. problem because I was actually going to do the training last year and then it got canceled because of COVID man that bitch yay but I feel like I like so many things that like I could do it all you know a little yes. bit of yoga a little bit of kickboxing a little bit of spin like I think you need to move to Arizona so we can do that a little s fit Fitness. Yes. Fitness with a little S and M. <laughs> We'd be having some kind of, who knows what kind of people will be coming in, they see that. <laughs> They'd be like, So I can do sex and fitness? We like, yeah, yeah. I mean you can. Yes. Just not here. <laughs> just yeah, right, not here. Clothes on, please. Please. Please keep your clothes on. That's funny. But yeah, I think that would be dream job because like yeah, while not working would be wonderful. I feel like I would get bored. And so yeah. I would want to do something. Yeah. So eventually turn the side hustle into the full-time hustle. Yes. It's the dream. Yes. What about you? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm along the same lines of that, like getting back into that, like, 
health and fitness type world, I really like dream job would be into like taking that a little step further and getting into the sports world. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's like college, probably not college, more probably so like professional. Cause I just feel like with college, there's just still, you know, like the athletes don't get paid and it's just, I don't know. I'd, more politics, I feel like, in that. Mm-hmm. So more like NF, like NFL, NBA type realm. Somewhere my involvement were there. It'd be so cool if I could like be the one that's like helping. Like, yo, I want this player on my team. Like being, oh. you know, like I don't know. I'm. You gotta have major bucks to be able to do something like that, which I don't. But kind of being in charge of like the team would be dope. That would be a fun time. I could see it though. Like that would be so dope. I like for a while I was like, man, it'd be cool if I was like, um, one of like the sports analyzers or like the people like doing the commentary during the game. But I'm like, they wouldn't want me doing the commentary during the game because I'd be cussing. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, did this nigga just airball? <laughs> you like, you'll get real commentary. Right, which like Snoop, like when Snoop Dogg did the commentary for um. The boxing match. Yeah. That might have been the funniest, the best commentary ever because he was just being real and these people be trying to be all like professional and stuff. I'm like, nah. If you want to say what was that, say what was that. Right. Like, I want to hear regular conversation. Right. I want to laugh. Like, I remember like when Nate Robinson got knocked down. (laughs) Snoop Dogg was like, oh, Lord. so funny so funny so i don't know i'd love to get back i mean i would love to be involved with sports that'd be like dream job that That would be dope it does sound dope we can make it all work okay hell yeah fitness and media production yes sports media production there we go yes there we go We'd love to see it. (laughs) We love to see it. So tell me, what do you do? Tell me, we talked a little bit about it in our intro episode, Mm -hmm. um, but just explain to the people what you do now. So right now, I work for a telecommunications company. I am a commissions analyst, which essentially is just processing payouts for sales um, that they do. It's pretty chill, low-key, like not that much to it. I do have black leadership, which is the first since probably since like high school like I had actually like black management and like my retail and like food work jobs but I think this is the first like adult job where I've had black leadership and it honestly does it makes the world a difference it really does um I think like when things like You know, the summer last year with George Floyd and, like, the election and stuff like that, like, I didn't have to explain my mental capacity. Like, they already knew. And so, like, while I'm not saying, like, oh, they just gave me a slap on the wrist as far as, like, me not doing work, Mm 
I think they were just were like, you know, I get it. You know, take a moment or two, whatever, you know, take your time. I get it. Like, and I don't think that's ever happened with white leadership. So it's refreshing to not have to explain my feelings, like, because they already know what's going on in the world. So for that, I feel like it's going to be very hard for me to leave if there's not black leadership in my next position. Yeah. But that's the basis of Shatori's everyday life, work from home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that 100%. Um, So I, I am an occupational therapist. Shout out to all the OTs. Happy OT month. Um, For those of you who (laughs) do not know what occupational therapists are or what we do, um, we obviously we work in the medical field um, with basically our overall goal. Our purpose is to help individuals regain their independence in whatever capacity that is. That could be as simple as basic what we call ADLs or activities of daily living. So can you... Can you use the restroom and manage your clothing? Can you make sure you wipe yourself? Can you put your clothes on? Can you feed yourself? Something as simple as that to more instrumental activities such as driving, being able to safely manage in your home, um, working, returning to work, um, those types of things. I mean, it breaks. it can break down to helping with like your your vision and balance. Um, If you have like some sort of brain injury, we can focus on the functioning of your arms and your hands and your fingers um, with, if you have like a stroke and you lose that type of function. So, I mean, it, it really can break down into so many different realms. There's so many parts of it. I mean, uh, there's occupational therapy for children. Um, if they have like behavioral issues, um, if they're on the spectrum, um, it, it really, it can go a lot of different ways. So it's, it's really interesting in that fact. Um, I work in a, um, trauma hospital, so I Mm -hmm. truly, where I am, it's, it's basic functioning, really just the basics. You wouldn't, you'd be surprised how many people are in the hospital and they can't even like sit up on their own. Yeah. You know, so like just really like your your basic functions is a lot of what I'm kind of working on. And as people, you know, get better or if they come in and they don't have like tremendous deficits, um, we can do a little more there, but it, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I have a brain injury certification. Um, so it's, that's also pretty interesting to be able to, to see people when they come in from brain injuries, if they fall or they've had some sort of accident, a car accident, a gunshot, it, crazy stuff. You see some crazy stuff in a trauma hospital. I bet. It's, it is interesting. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. Shout out to all the OTs. Um, we the real MVPs. Remember with PT, there is OT. You need both. You don't need both. Sometimes you just need one or the other, but OT, OT for life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I like what I do. I love where I am. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I, there, there is a lack of diversity. 
-hmm. I would say that in terms of um, gender diversity, there's a we have a good mix there. Mm -hmm. As far as my OTs and my CODAs, which are um, occupational therapy assistants, um, we only have one man who's there. Um, other than that, my OT department is all female, which is pretty dope. Mm -hmm. um, I am the only black person, but we do have two other people of um, of color. So that's pretty pretty cool, too. Um, in terms of our department, there's one other black girl. There's a couple other ladies of color. But that's about it. So, I mean, if I had to give you a ratio, it, I mean, it's maybe, it's mm, probably not even like third, like a third, less mm -hmm. than a third, a fourth maybe. Mm -hmm. So maybe even less than that if I'm actually like counting it out. I'm not sure. But um, definitely lack of diversity, lack of diversity in um, management in terms of my department mm -hmm. and in terms of the hospital as a whole. Um, our CEO is a lady of color. I'm not exactly sure what her ethnicity is. I'm not even going to guess, but she's something of color. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty, you know, that's cool to see. But there's no one that looks like me in leadership. Mm. I'll say that at all. So I can definitely say last year going through kind of what we went through, nobody really understood where mm -hmm. I was coming from and there'd be talks in the office and this and that and I'd just be like listen listening there's a couple times I probably said something but just listening more like really mm -hmm. really and like there was a time um when a lot of the protests were going on and our governor ended up putting us on curfew and there was looting and some of the comments that were made were uh they definitely lacked um understanding mm -hmm. some of their comments lacked common sense and they weren't I don't know I don't really know how to describe it but it was it was almost ignorant if I'm being honest so it was frustrating I only had one person come up to me it was like you know like I I don't know what it means to be you but like just know like I'm here and I was like oh I wanted to cry I had to walk out yeah because I mean Whew. A year later, here we are. That's a breath of fresh air sometimes. Yeah, but um, definitely got nothing from management. I was just like, hmm. I see you. I'm calling out today. Figure it out. <laughs> I think, I honestly think that was probably my only saving grace. Is that I was working from home, so I didn't have to have the chit-chats and small talk. Like, I think... I'd normally have like bi-weekly one-on-ones with my boss and she's mm -hmm. a black woman and so I think in the summer she kept those on the calendar regardless if we had anything to talk about because of everything that was going on because mm -hmm. I think at one point I don't know what death or what was going on but I, I just remember like we both got on the call and she was like you know we always start like hey Shatori how are you blah blah you know chit chat and she's like hey Shatori how are you and I was just like <sighs> and she was like yeah yeah 
<laughs> she mm-hmm. said, I just, she said, I'm just keeping this on here so we can just have a couple breaths, you know. We don't have to talk about it. She said, because I already know what's going on in your mind. But, like, you know, obviously I'm here to discuss it if you need to, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, at that point, I did actually want to cry because I was like, I've never had leadership ever be on the same page, one. And then to be on the same page, you know, as a black woman, like, it was just like a double win. It was just like, wow. Like, you know, like, I advocate for having more diversity in the workplace but I had never felt what diversity in the workplace looked like and so when that happened it just was like yeah we got some shit to do because I feel like everybody should be able to experience what I experienced not necessarily saying like we need to have all these sad ass moments but like just having people in leadership roles that understand and are socially conscious like Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to be a person of color for you to know what the hell is going on and to know that it's directly affecting your employees. Like, I'm not saying we need to have a pity party, but like pay attention because it's Mm -hmm. going to affect me. So I think that was good. Um, Like I said, so my direct boss, she's a black woman and our boss is a black man. Um, You can go trickle your way up. Our VP is an Asian woman. Um, our GVP, however, <laughs> is a white man, and I'm 99% sure he's a trumpet based on the things that he says, mm-hmm. um, which shouldn't surprise anybody, but, you know, just the little diversity that I have in between, you know, the GVP and me, I'll take it, you know, it, it's a step in the right direction to me, for me, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely important to have diversity at all levels because I can only imagine having a conversation about last year in the office and not having a breakdown later like I kind of got to bypass all that because we don't really like talk Mm -hmm. to each other like on the phone and stuff obviously unless we have WebEx conference calls and stuff like that so I kind of just got to like cut through the bullshit but like I think even I think in our office, there's there's 12 people in our suite, nine of which are black. And so that was just like, that alone is different for me. And I'm just like, I'm here for it, you know? But like I said, you go up into the leadership chain and it starts to get whiter and whiter. So, I mean, I'm grateful for my suite, but... Yeah. yeah but you know yeah, even we... and even with that though like I said there's nine people so there nine people of color in the office you know those, those three white people in the office I'm pretty sure one of the guys told me that white men experience racism and I like lost my shit at work one day I said uh, what do you mean sir yeah. so like yeah. sometimes like that's why I say I'm glad that I'm not in the office because people like him are in the office and if he thinks he experiences racism I can only imagine what kind of conversations we would have had so yeah and there's good that there's nine of you because there's you know y'all work and hopefully move up the chain I don't I guess I don't know how your place of employment does it but nine of y'all somebody gotta move up the chain and just keep you know breaking ceilings and 
breaking down barriers and keep pushing. I mean, me being one of two mm-hmm. black women, it's just I've tried to um, like and. excuse me, involve myself in as much as I can just to put Mm -hmm. a little bit of representation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it sucks having to be the one, but somebody has to do it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so that means I have to involve myself in every little thing to diversify, then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Because I want whoever comes after me to see that and know that they can. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know, do I know any black female OTs? Not personally. I don't personally know, but I know there are, but I don't personally know any other black OTs. There was, I was the only black girl in my class. Mm -hmm. I think I was the only black girl in the program at that time. Mm -hmm. There was nobody in the, yep, nobody graduated that was of color before me. So it's just, you know. Got to keep opening doors and showing people that, like, you you can do what you want if you put your mind to it. Yeah. And unfortunately, we have to work a little harder than those who aren't of color, but mm-hmm. shit, I'm up for it. One thing you going to see is me. All day. You going to see me. That's And real. that's that. So let's switch over. Tell me, tell me about code switching and if there's any code switching in your workplace. <laughs> it's funny. I just told I feel you. like there has to be, yeah. I mean, you you know the ratio of my yeah. suite specifically. Now, the company that I work for, obviously, there's tons of buildings, tons of cities, so it's not like, you know this is a direct representation of the company I work for, but I just so happen to be lucky. However, I will say that most, um, you know, black people and people of color tend to come in later in the day. Um, so because we get to, our boss is very nice in the sense that he says pretty much as long as you come in between seven and 10 AM and work your eight hours, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. get free reigns in that regard. However, most black people don't come in until about nine, <laughs> nine, mm-hmm. ten o'clock. Um, so I feel like normally once, you know, the few white people leave, you know, that's normally when the code switching is high. I think um, a prime example, I think, too, because I have a direct um, co-worker who is white obviously and I think she stayed late one time and she was just so confused and you could tell she was confused and I just was like you're not supposed to be here <laughs> you're not supposed to be here ma'am <laughs> um but it definitely does happen like regularly um I don't know I don't know if it's as noticeable just because obviously we keep it pretty PG during the daytime. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, after like three o'clock and the work, like when we're in the office, yeah, it is night and day comparison. But yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so for those who might not really be sure what, like, what we're saying when we're talking about code switching, um, so code switching is like when you're going between 
two different I mean it could be like a two different types of like languages or just a variety of language so like basically like what we're saying is like going between like slang and like a more quote a quote here my air quotes yeah. professional type of language so you know like your customer service voice we go from professional to the AAVE real quick. Real yeah, quick. So that that's what we're that's what we're saying. Um for me, oh, and I also will mention, I think I forgot I didn't mention. Um, though there's not a lot of um black people in my department, there's only two of us. We do have a lot of those of um some sort of like Latino, Latina, so we do have that. We have a lot of that, which I'm proud mm-hmm. of, that diversity. Um, there's a lot of that, but Arizona's is pretty diverse in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. But code switch, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't, I probably when I, not probably when I speak to patients, I speak in a different way. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'll give a patient what they give me. So if a patient want to come in here and cuss this and that and be all rude, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the one. I don't necessarily like to. <laughs> I'm not to, the one. <laughs> I'm not the one. I'm not the one to baby a patient. Um, I understand that they're going through something, especially these traumas. I understand that they're in pain. Da 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 da. Um, but at the end of the day, you still got to move. Mm-hmm. You still got to do something because you going You're not gonna stay in the hospital forever. Yeah. Right. Like the second you're stable, these trauma doctors want you gone. So we either going to make sure that you can can do something, mm-hmm. the basics, yeah, or we got to send you like to rehab or something. And most people don't want to do that. And I'm like, come on in. We got to go. But yeah. like there'll be a patient who'll be like, man, there's some bullshit. I'm like, yeah, there's some bullshit. But come on. <laughs> like I have no pride. Like the second somebody, if they excessively cuss at me, I don't mind ex- not excessively yet, but I don't mind sending a cuss word back. But I kind of I like to treat it kind of like a lot of because a lot of these people are are older aged, mm-hmm. um. So you know, it's like treating like I would like my grandma or grandpa. Like I'm gonna treat you like family. If we gonna kind of have a little banter, have some fun with it, heck yeah, please, let's do. Um, I love to call you know, yes ma'am, yes sir. What can I get you, Miss Dorothy? Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd love to do something like that, but be like, come on, man. Like, let's go. We got this. I mean, I You don't want to work? All right, but, but <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs> I mean, but I think code switching, I think code switching happens at all levels, though, because I think about even, like, back in, like, my retail jobs and, like, food places that I used to work at, you know, like, you would be on the floor, you know, like kiki ended up with other people gossiping whatever you want to call it and then you get a phone call and then you you know we go from man did you see that bitch i said hello this is shatori welcome to jc penny how can i help you, you oh know? my god yes please give me your customer service voice i think you just did <laughs> but i want to hear it again <laughs> this is shatori from sales support how can i help you today how are yeah. you <laughs> i definitely when i worked um when i worked for an insurance company like that that as soon as i answered my phone it was completely different then if I was, I'd be like, thank you for calling me, Joe Omaha. My name is Mia. How can I help you today? Can okay, you, yes, sir. Not a problem. Cold? Do you have your claim number available? Okay, give me one second. Do you mind if I place you on a brief hold? I'm just going to check into your account really quick. Okay, thank you. Bam. 
Boom. And then be rolling the hell out my eyes looking at it like, bro, you just called and I just told you that your disability check mailed yesterday. Right. Like, yeah. It definitely, I mean, it happens and that's all right. I feel like, do you feel like it can be like cause people to have like, what's like, what's the word I want? Like tensions or like identity crises, 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 if they have to, um, continually do that switch back and forth I think it depends on who you are because I think I can speak for most minorities in saying that we're very proficient in code switching regardless of if if it's in the workplace if it's not in the workplace just talking to white people interacting with white people Uh, and I won't say like oh everybody can't hang but there's a certain there's a certain level of professionalism that you still have to hold even Mm -hmm. outside of your job as a minority, I think. So I feel like you learn very early on to code switch. So I feel like it's not even, it's like second nature. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, should we have to code switch? No, but do we do it anyways? Yes, because, you know, we still want a job and we still want, you know, to network and, you know, present ourselves a certain way. So I think for minorities, no, it's not difficult. But I think if I'm trying to think exactly of like what when it would be difficult. I think it's difficult to process code switching if you are if you aren't socially conscious because you then you wouldn't have any idea. Like mm-hmm. I think that's the only time I'm trying yeah. to, I, I think that's it. Yeah. I like for, I think, and I think as you mature and the more that you're working, the more experience you get, it's just, it just becomes literally just like second nature. Right. And that's just, it's not that big of a deal. But that's also why I like, um see and I hate to put this I hate to put this word on the spot but you know how obviously people feel a certain way about the word nigga and mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of white people that advocate that they should be able to use the word and you know they say like oh but it's in you know lyrics and blah 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 and like my defense is always well if I can refrain from saying nigga from eight to five at my job I think you can refrain from saying it in a lyric you feel me? Like, and so that's mm-hmm. one of my prime examples of being able to code switch. It's like, there's certain words that I do not use in the workplace because one, it's inappropriate. Two, I could get fired and I mm-hmm. want my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bills need to get paid regardless how many times I want to say fuck mm-hmm. at work. So there's that. And I also think, you know, that might be why, you know, there's certain words that white people just will not understand why they can't say it, you know, or why they think it's difficult when in all reality it's not, it's because they don't know how to code switch. Like, mm-hmm. there's a certain time and a place for everything. Yeah. Code switching I, is no different. True. I don't know if I would consider that code switching because that's, that's, uh, that should never be a switch. No, that's it not shouldn't. That's something but... that they should, they should ever, <laughs> ever think that it's okay to say. Um, right. Yes. Um, but I, I get what you're, like, I get what you're saying, but nah. Don't say that. Don't ask me if you can say it. I don't care what the song says. Which also, that randomly, it piss, It doesn't piss me off. But it's just annoying when that Chris Brown song 
uh, Chris Brown and um, Freaky Friday. Yeah, when that song come on and that whole part, I hate that part so much. It's it's pretty bad. I, God, I hate being out and that. Like, don't get me wrong, that song, come on, I'm going to sing it because I like the song. But that part, I just, I stop and I can say the word. But I, because I be looking around, like, don't y'all say it. Like, please. Well, that's no different than, like, in college with, you know, I went to Truman. And so, you know, 2000, early 2000s rap is Truman's fucking hype songs, okay? And they play Gold Digger every single party. And mm. you know how many times Kanye says, nigga. Mm-hmm. And so every time it comes on, I would go to the bathroom because I said, I can't punch the whole fucking party and get away mm-hmm. with it. So I'm just going to take my black ass to the bathroom <laughs> or I'm going to mm. go get me a drink upstairs because. Right. <laughs> but yes. A lot of those songs. Yeah. It's just, it's very cringe worthy. You just be like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to yeah. be here. But yeah. yeah. That's real. You you should you should never feel comfortable as a white person saying the word nigga, but that that tends to be one that I know for sure should get through people's brains a little bit more. But yeah, but I just don't want people to think that they should when they around you. That's when they switch it off. But then when they go be around, you know, people who look like them, they can just nigga 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 nigga. No, no, no. No, sorry. That's not how we do it. That's not how we do it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I think basically, like, to wrap this up, we need more. People need to feel comfortable being who they are, Mm -hmm. knowing there is a sense of professionalism. I mean, you're at work. You're getting paid to do a job. You got to be professional, but you got to be yourself. Always. You do, and I think it makes a difference for, like, people behind you, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it just sets the tone, Be- just because things have been, like, done for years and years and years a certain way does not mean that, you know, you have to accept it, like. Mm-hmm. Change. Everybody it, changes. It does. Like, sometimes you have to be, you have to be brave enough to speak up for yourself, even if that means, like putting a target on your back not necessarily like a literal target on your back but Mm -hmm. like sometimes opening your mouth at work you know for change can be scary and it's not always well received but you'll never know if you don't try right right so try if it don't work dust yourself off and if at first you don't succeed hey hey a a a well all right y'all hopefully you got a little something from this please let us know your thoughts what you think we would love to hear it hit us up on our instagram at a little s and a n d m tag us follow share comment all of it. All that. You, all of it. You can hit me up at Mia the G on Instagram. That G still for gangster. Don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Finish Wino on Instagram. We did it. <laughs>
We did it, Joe. Episode six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll holla. Bye.